is. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Brandy. It's your boy, Russell the Four. And we're back with another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. You are not going to be swinging at Nats while it I'm trying a, to do the look, intro. Listen, y'all know if you've been watching this, it's well documented. <laughs> there is a Nat pandemic where we are located in Michigan. And it's out of control. If they fly in my face, I'm swinging. Again, we're back with another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. Us and the Nats are here. And yeah. We're ready to party. Ready to go. Listen, yes. I feel like you see, I think you mentioned this to me last night. I'm about to start covering the label here. They're going to have to cut us a check as much as we drink this. Yeah, def- definitely me. That's all I drink. I was embarrassed to tell somebody how much water, like actual water I drink, which is actually none. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that and up. That I hadn't drank any for the month of August. But then you saw me drink three bottles yesterday. Of what I did see you going crazy. Thank can you. I can I ask the question? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this your way of admitting to me that you're finally saying that this is not actual water? It's flavored water. It's this is, flavored carbonated water. It's I need delicious, somebody. I, I'm not gonna. It is. I'm, it is delicious. It's too delicious <laughs> for it to be healthy. So that's what I'm gonna say. It's better than pop. But I'm gonna say something. I'm not stepping on ledge. I'm like I'm an expert, but I need to know. Does this suffice for actual water? Can you drink this? Stay hydrated and not need to drink actual it's water. Water. If they if they if it's not water, then they're false advertising, and I'm suing for false advertisement. So which one is it? They're Are you going to sue or it fruit water? punch if you find there's no actual fruit in it? Does it say that it has fruit? It in says it? fruit punch. No, no, no. But it has to say contains real fruit. This says carbonated water. Keyword. Water. What's the first? What's nah, the first? When, you, uh, when it bubble up, it ain't the same. What's the first ingredient? <laughs> when it start bubbling, water. it ain't the same. <laughs> uh, uh, Either way, it's it's amazing, and oh, I am so mad that I brought mine down, and it's like it's nil. gone. I'm still out here, and this is the one that's frozen, right? Yeah, it tastes so lackluster. Good. So it's more water for you. <laughs> Congratulations. You I'm welcome. Not, I'm not hating because I hate actual water. Right. And you put sprinkly things in your water anyways, little packets. What? Sprinkle? Oh, you talking about <laughs> sprinkly things? I can't think of what they're called. Little, little they're added. definitely not called sprinkly things. That's what, you, that's what you came up with? Make it not water. I credit you to being much more of a wordsmith than that to say sprinkly things. things. The packets, the little water packets, and I don't like them either, but it's better than just flavorless liquid. You remember that um, you probably, did you watch Comic View? Yes. Back in the day? Yes. I don't remember what the the comedian's name is, but he did a joke and the punchline of the joke was, it ain't money, but it's the next best thing. It ain't water, but it's the next best thing. Like, I'm trying here. You don't remember the actual joke? (laughs) Um, It was something about money at the bar. He was like, man, you can't pay for this. And he's like, uh, he, he kept asking for liquor. He was like, y'all got, I'm just going to make it up. Y'all got Patron? And he's like, nah, but we got, what's another vodka? <laughs> Captain Morgan's. I don't know. I don't drink. Sorry. Captain Morgan's <laughs> not a, a vodka. A rum, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. Ciroc. And he was like, nah, but we got Ciroc. And it's the next best thing. So he kept doing that. And then he tried to pay him like food stamps to, or something. I'm YouTube in like, this bit. Cause that. <laughs> he was like, wait, this ain't money. You can't pay He said, it ain't money, but it's the next best thing. <laughs> I need to go see this because it's been at least 20 years since Comic View has been on and for it to have such a lasting effect. Listen, and you know, I don't remember nothing. I know. That's what I'm saying. I need to know this joke. Oh, you on, brought, I got hair in my mouth. You referenced Comic View? Oh, come on. This is how y'all know y'all family. We swinging at Nats. She got hair in her mouth and we keeping the show 
push. I don't think it was hair. I think it was like lint or something. Because there was no. You telling on your business? Why you got lint in your mouth? I was gonna say something really inappropriate, but it would make me sound like a lesbian, <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I don't have a button for that. I wish I had a. Since I wish I'm I had not, a button. I'm not gonna joke about okay, it. Okay. <laughs> anyways. Once again, we did it. We have a, I think, what was that? It just felt right in the moment. I'm with it. Okay, come on. (laughs) (laughs) We have a dope show lined up for you guys today. Today, we will be discussing, I wish I had a drum roll button, boundaries, relationship boundaries. Um, I'm curious to know, okay? And I'm just flowing here, so go with me. I'm going there. You go with me. Is that cool? This is not a sermon, sir. You do that when you preach. Go ahead. I do what? <laughs> go go with me. I'm to never, the text. Okay, here's one. To the text. Here's, <laughs> here's what it says. Here's one thing that Romans, has never happened when I preach. <laughs> hey, you go with me. I'm and, gonna I'm gonna play you the video. All right, I need you to do it. Yeah. I need you to do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put it here. I, I will edit it in this YouTube video. Yeah, okay, you are gonna see. Anyway. Oh, I can't wait. I'm anyway. so excited. Y'all look like I can't. Now, hold on. It's not the, he hates to be wrong. Hold on, hold on. One. It's not the I've know I've said Go with me to this book. I'm and never you seen. do this motion. <laughs> I, need the, I need the video of me going, hey, go with me. That two yeah. fingers is like, we're going to. I don't even like the we're way. We're going to hop over to Romans 8 and 28. And I, don't even, about. I don't even like the way you're making me feel real corny. But my preaching is way more lit than that. Okay. So we ain't going to go there. It is lit, but. Anyway, like I was saying, can you go with me here? Uh, I'm curious to know. Prior to our relationship beginning, what were boundaries that you had set up or that you envisioned for your relationship? I had absolutely right? no boundaries, which is why I was violated in no, so no, many no. significant ways. Not in past relationships, but <laughs> I mean, I would, like, I would like to think that coming out of your last situation before this, that there was some new boundaries that awakened. Like you knew some things that you wanted in the relationship, correct? So obviously I knew I, w- is that a boundary or is that like a preference? I don't know. Negotiable, non-negotiable boundaries. So a non-negotiable for me was somebody who was actively um, seeking God. Mm. So whatever that looked like to you, you know, it's not my job to judge what your journey is like. But I definitely wanted someone who was actively seeking a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, So that was number one on my list. I think number two was for a close second was like was willing to obviously take on three children. Like it's (laughs) I'm pretty dope if I must say so myself. (laughs) But the idea of coming into a situation and, you know, being responsible for three children is a lot. And I didn't want somebody who's like. Um, because I love your mom, I have to love you. Like <laughs> I wanted them to actually love my kids because my kids are really cool. They're like crazy, just like their mom, but they're pretty awesome kids. And so I wanted somebody to get to know them and then feel like they also had a relationship outside of me with my children. You ain't want to bring home a Rodney from baby boy talking about some F your fork. 
No, like I would have beat uh, Rodney for sure in that situation <laughs> if I was Yvette. Like he would have watch to fight Baby me. Boy. If you don't know what we're referencing, <laughs> this is a great piece of cinema. Okay, shout out to John Singleton. Okay, hope you watching this. John Singleton. Yeah, baby. You know, shoot for the stars. Baby. Speak those things I, that are not I'm, as though they were. That's the wrong button. Baby, John Singleton passed away. Oh. <laughs> That's not also not a laugh. No, you know, it's not funny that he passed away, but it's funny that I didn't know that. <laughs> He's watching from heaven. We got to I'm not cutting nothing. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was the confidence for me. It was <laughs> shoot for the stars. So what, when, did this, the when did this stars. happen? Wait, when did this happen? <laughs> oh, Wait, when did this happen? My goodness, I have to Google that. <sighs> wow. Oh, my. Listen, so once again, I do want to reiterate and I do want to put in here that we are not laughing at the passing of John Singleton, who is a legend. Okay, what we're laughing at. Yeah. No, say it in the microphone. When did he pass away, baby? 2019. 2019. Yes. Which is really not. It's only two years ago. Two years ago. Yes, ma'am. But he going to see this. I wish, I wish, uh, I'm not going to edit it like this, but if y'all, please rewind back to my face when she said that. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I kept trying to tell her, she kept going on. Shoot for the stop. Because I thought you were trying to tell me, like, he is not going to watch this. (sighs) Hit the the crickets. That ain't the right sound for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, it is, ma'am. The awkwardness of it all. Oh, anyway. I feel like we need to start this all over. I am not starting this over. This is gold. I need, ooh, I nope. need to take two. No, ma'am. No. no. They need to know who we are <laughs> in, in actuality. That is not me. That no. is just a piece of pop it's culture a, no, that it's I you. It's you. It's just, it, this happens a bit. This is just the first time there's evidence to it. Because. I was in a very dark place in 2019. So Baby. the fact what? that I don't know that. I was. Move it. The point was. Okay. <laughs> Point we just was. got divorced. What are you talking about? The point <laughs> was, okay, anyway. <laughs> boundaries. And we're back. Okay, boundaries. You don't you didn't want a Rodney, okay? Mm-hmm. Someone who's just there because he wants you and he just has to deal with your kids because Absolutely. they're there. Yes. Right. Okay. I don't know if that's a boundary again. I think it's we should, a non negotiable. And it, it also a is a boundary. I think it's a boundary. Like, I don't know. Either way, they know where we're going with it. We're dealing with non-negotiables, mm-hmm. boundaries, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That. Um, so you said someone who was actively seeking God. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actively seeking God when I met you. And I wasn't like you gave me a window. A, you gave me a little window time. Like, I hey. didn't give you a window, but so true. you weren't actively seeking God, right? Mm-hmm. Your your words, heathen. However, mm-hmm. you recognize that there was a need. For and sure. you made changes before we were in a relationship. Yes, what I mean, I hate to say when I met you, when we reconnected, yeah. that is not where your life was at that time. But you quickly 
made changes, not just because of me, maybe inspired by me to get back. Yeah, God used this for sure. Yeah. Because my, I won't say the posture of my heart was 100% right. Mm-hmm. Because initially, I just, I, I really loved you. And I was like, man, I want to be the best version of myself for her. And the best version of me that I knew was when I was in mm-hmm. the church and mm-hmm. I was living that life. I, I liked myself then. I loved what I represented. And I wanted to be that for you. And I feel like in some semblance, like when we were kids, that's a vision you had of me. Like that's a way you kind of saw me like the church boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I just wanted to be that again. So the fact that I'm reconnecting with you as adults and you don't sound like young Brandy, like you talking to me about scriptures and this, I'm like, uh, yeah, I like that scripture too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I pray. Like, you know, like, but I, I initially it wasn't that, but um, when I started tiptoeing back into that space like man let me go to church let me pray it's been a while i'm a little rusty i ain't talked to god in a while let me go and i instantly felt like um nope we ain't going there it was different though it wasn't even what it was before it wasn't what it was before because back then i was seeking god based on a culture that I was in, yeah. right? I was a church boy. You go to church on Sunday, you sing these songs. Mm-hmm. When someone says this, you respond like that. This is the way you talk, this is the way you dress. But in terms of having an actual relationship with God, I ain't had that. Like yeah. I just was I knew how to do church. Yes. I knew that world. Yeah. I had a gift to speak. And I knew it was crazy. I knew I had a gift and a calling to preach. But it was absent of a real authentic relationship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. So I was lying on complete charisma. Charisma and mm-hmm. giftings that mm-hmm. I had, but you know, gifts come without repentance. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it wasn't until this and I came out of a season of darkness mm-hmm. when I went back and I know we're kind of squirreling a bit because that's not what this podcast is about. But I told y'all we gonna come here sometimes because <laughs> we love Jesus. So uh anyway Needless to say, um, I think that's a good example of having negotiables and non-negotiables because clearly you wanted somebody to love God, but you saw something in me, Mm -hmm. right? For sure. That lended to the idea that there was potential that I could be that for you. And I think that early, I mean, I don't know, first, second conversation, I'm like, so why are you running? Like, (laughs) tell me what it is. Tell me what the barriers are. Why are you not who I know you to be and who I know you know you're supposed to be? So when I say actively seeking a relationship, and again, I think I preface that with whatever that means and looks like for you. Yeah. So I think you you realized that there was a deficit and you did what you needed to do to fulfill that. Now, if on the flip side... I'm trying to speak life into you. And I'm like, yo, you know the calling that's on your life. Why are you running from that? And you're like, I don't want nothing to do with God. God ain't did nothing for me. It would have been a short conversation. One of the first things that made me like <laughs> really start unearthing what I felt for you because I I had been in situationships before this, mm-hmm. relationships, and I've always had a conversation about that. I mean, mm. You know, like you're spiritual or, you know, 
um, you were a minister, weren't you? Like, what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. And the response after I gave my spiel was always, oh, well, I understand that. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, God loves you anyway. <laughs> and not that you know, they were wrong. Like, I'm sure yeah. God did love me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, nobody was just like, nah, bruh. <laughs> what you doing? No, you know what I mean? Make sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's always been that truth for me. Um, but trying to avoid squirreling. I know we squirrel a bit. I'm trying to avoid not doing that so much. I'm focused today. I came here to pod today. So uh um I think this is an example. Why are you laughing at me? Because it just exudes out of you and it's really This is an example of something that was a non-negotiable, but you saw potential for there to be a positive change. And I think this yeah. is an area that kind of trips people up because a non-negotiable to most people means that I'm not gonna negotiate on it. You have to have you have to be fully in it. And yeah. if you're not, then But also recognizing, okay, what's potential? And how much can I bank on potential? Yeah, no, I definitely don't believe I don't subscribe to the notion that you date people for the, the potential that they have. But again, it's the active, whatever it is, it, does, it doesn't have to be got in everybody's situation. Maybe it's somebody you want, somebody who's financially stable. Yeah. But when you get to them, all it is is spend, 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 and I don't save anything. Yeah. And we're talking about like, what? oh, yeah, I want to be that. I want to do that. But you're not showing any actions to actually get there. Like, I worse. want to be in a relationship with someone who's really great with money. And we have tens and hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars. Like, that's amazing. And I think we'll eventually get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have that right now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, like, I don't actively see you working towards that. Yeah. So even though, you know, being good with money is, quote unquote, a non-negotiable for me, it doesn't mean that you have to be there. It just means that you have to be working towards that. It has to for be sure. a priority for you. For sure. All right. So um, it was know something about Jesus, love God. Knows how to manage their money. Knows how to manage their money. And. Has love for your children. Yes. Um, and I pretty much. I mean, like the other stuff is like the basic stuff. Obviously, I don't want anybody that's gonna beat me. I don't like. Makes sense. Pre standard, right? Uh, (laughs) I don't think that anything else is really like out of the blue. I think I told you very early on that I'm like I'm low maintenance in a relationship. Like I'm not that girl that's like has a laundry list of things that I require from someone. I really just was looking for somebody that was going to compliment me. And so whatever came along with that, I think like there was a lot of stuff that you bring to the table that I had no idea what I needed. And if it was a non-negotiable for me that, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever Whatever. situation, you know what I'm saying? I could have missed that on a really great guy because. For sure. Did you have negotiables? Like what were things that you might have a preference for, but you just weren't sure? Oh, yeah. Remember I told you about fixing things. (laughs) <laughs> I really yeah, wanted a man You wanted to, wanted to marry Tim like, the Tool Man I, Taylor Yeah I did yeah. Like I wanted to be like Oh babe the sink is out And we don't have to call somebody Or like man it would be dope If we just added an addition back there And you're like yeah let me get a couple guys together I'll work it on the weekends uh-huh. You know that's not you mm, No Nah i YouTube some for sure but And look time, to, Verdict's not out Who knows I might get time. into it I got time You know who knows I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't hold my breath for it, but I mean, who knows? I mean, look, anything's possible. Lord. Okay. So you. Me. What are your non-negotiables? Um, well, if I'm being honest, when I first connected with you, I wouldn't say that um um faith was a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. I definitely wanted somebody that believed what I believed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they had to be like sold out because I wasn't there. I was definitely running. So um, as long as they like understood and when I'm talking about stuff, you know, I like if I'm talking about because I even though I wasn't in church at the time, like I still would reference like scriptures. And mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff is in me. So just as long as like you're not looking at me like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> you have some basis. Have a knowledge base. Of- um mm-hmm. I wanted someone I can bring around my kids, somebody that I trust in that space. Um, I wanted somebody who <clears throat> had um, a basis of like knowing how to live life. Like, what does that mean? Life skills. Like, mm, I don't want to cleaning. No, not not just that. <laughs> Wait, well, I mean, then what do you mean? I don't want to <laughs> be a maid for somebody. So as long as you can help me, like we're good. But. Um, like I dealt with people who just was like really bad with money, mm. you know, and that was annoying to me. Like, <laughs> like that was really bothering to me. Also, like values, like just values. Like I found that they're like the smallest things that turn me off. But like just things, and I didn't know why at the time, but they were like values things. Like I was talking to this girl, and I don't know how we got in this conversation. I was like, "Yo, um, have you ever stole anything?" She was like, "Yeah, I steal stuff sometimes." <laughs> I, was, I was like Yo like present day and She was like Yeah not like big stuff But like you know When I go through like The self checkout You know like I don't scan everything Yeah she definitely Was gonna steal from you You know like manga Like the other day I stole some chapstick You know like She was like You don't do that I was like No nah, I don't do that And I could not get over it <laughs> I couldn't get over it Like I was like I just there's something about your character yeah. that's just off of me that you can, like, you work, you have a job, you can pay for it. Something that you're just like, no, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm stealing. No, real talk. This is going to be a slight squirrel, but I have to say this. So I was with someone who also, like, <laughs> stole occasionally, right? Uh-huh. And it was, like, random things. But he stole because of, like almost like a big pharma attitude like oh these big corporations you know they make so much money off of us if i go in there and steal a toothbrush or some deodorant or something it's not a big deal and literally the paranoia that would set in every time he left the house because i thought he was gonna like go Go to the store and get get arrested I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is nerve wracking. Like he's saying he's going to Walmart and like he's gone for more than an hour. And I'm like blowing up his phone. I was like, I'm not this person. (laughs) I'm not this person. Like, I can't do this with you. It was horrible. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't think I was firm in my understanding of, excuse me. I don't think I was firm in my understanding of what my non-negotiables were. Mm Mm-hmm. I was in a season of just looking for attachments. Throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I was just looking for attachments. Mm. You know what I mean? I was lonely. I was broken. Um, and is in a space of just dependency for. Human connection. Human connection. Mm-hmm. So when you're 
approaching relationships from a broken place, you're never going to have a healthy list of this is what I'll allow. This is what I won't allow. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. It's just make me feel good. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting that we chose this topic because I um, taught at our Bible study last Thursday Mm -hmm. and the topic was from um, relationship matters from dating to I do. And so I took the dating and I created like this intentional dating plan and related it to, you know, what we go through in our like dating cycle, not just you and I, but people in general. Um, And my pastor stopped and asked the question about like your non-negotiables and what makes that a non-negotiable and what, Parts of that are you willing to kind of set aside? And I think the point that he was getting at is that a lot of people will disqualify someone just because they don't meet this list. So how rigid does your list need to be? And so for me, it was those things that I just knew, regardless of who it was that I ended up being with, they had to possess these qualities. Yeah. Um, and where you were on that scale again was not as important to, is it as, imp- excuse me, where you were on that scale was not as important to the fact that like, is it as important to you as it is to me? For sure. And I think that's what it boils down to. Like whatever your values, your goals, your aspirations are like, where do we meet at on those? Because if it's something that's super important to me that you care absolutely nothing about, mm. How are we going to live life together? Yeah, for sure. That's what it means to be like equally yoked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And there's there's things that like you can negotiate on and it can work, but you won't have the quality of life that you really deserve or that you really want, you know? Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who are living below um, God's intended design for their life because they settled for oh, yeah. just aspects of things that they might've been willing to say, you know, I don't need that, but they're not as happy as they could be. You yeah. know, like for me, one thing that shouldn't be a non-negotiable, maybe for some people, but for me, I have to be able to have fun with you. Oh, for sure. Like I have to be able to have fun. Same. Like if I can't mm-hmm. laugh from my gut with you, like mm-hmm. we just did over the John Singleton thing. Like, we will I never discuss like, that ever again. Uh, we will always discuss it. Like, <laughs> What are you talking about? I can't wait for this episode to end so I can put out a little excerpt and post it. Like, look at this girl. Yeah, that won't happen. Anyway. Um. But that's important for me. Like, I need to be able to have fun with you. I need to be able to be myself with you. You know, like, I have moments where I I feel like I can be a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I need someone who can take that. A whole lot. Like, in my I don't don't think you found that person. Oh, really? (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the final episode of What They Never Told Us. No. Wow, look, it's listen, been a ride. Listen to my, Thank you. Listen to my explanation. Mm. I don't Wait, this think- was real? <laughs> you were joking? <laughs> listen. I, <laughs> I, I don't think that you took it the way I meant, so mm. that's what I'm going okay, to explain right, to, to you. Um, initially, I, I don't think that I ever envisioned myself being with someone as, um, jovial. Right. So like, it is the, you know, that I'm crazy. Right. Yeah. 
But your crazy is a little bit different than my crazy. Mm -hmm. Like your crazy is voices and um, (laughs) horseplay and, you know, all of this. And so initially I was like, whoa, can I deal with this? Like you thought that. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. When I wouldn't know how soon. It was it was early. Okay. It was early. But then again, it was like everything else that you bring to the table you like outweighs something that kind of you know that it irritates me when you do that. When we're trying to be serious and you're talking to me in a British accent, you know that that drives me crazy. Please do not sit here in front of these people and act like I that is that. not when we're being serious. Yes, you did. I don't you weren't doing a <laughs> British accent yesterday, but we were in the car on the way to drop the charger off and you were talking to me in some Australian accent or something about the podcast. And mm. you were asking me what I thought about it. And I was like, I'm not talking to you while uh, you're talking to me I in remember. that voice. I remember. So that's the type of stuff. Like I, I am learning to be that person because I know that with that comes so many other great things that like, and I know it's some stuff about me that you're like, shoot, like I got to deal with this forever. Like it's, it's honest. I'm never going to be anything but honest with you. So I don't know what you expected. I'm but. not saying anything. I'm just <laughs> listening to you. You're looking at me like your feelings is hurt. And that's not the My feelings my... are not hurt. It's I am refreshed to know that you have chose to put up with me because of the many it is great. Not... I'm just I'm, wow. just, I'm being extra. I'm being extra. If anybody could spin a conversation, it is you. No, nah, I'm being extra. But no, nah, for sure. Like there's no one. I'm. Well, let me not say that. I think it's rare to find somebody who just is perfect for you on all cylinders. That, that person does not exist. And there's nothing about them ever that, <laughs> that does just, not exist. you know. Um, I definitely, I mean, for me, I just don't want to, like, I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't want to be an irritation. I don't want to be myself and then it's like, oh, he's being I, him. Oh, 100%. And it's not that you're an irritation, like you as a person. Yeah. This one thing that you do irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, y'all hear this. <laughs> now, I appreciate the honesty. And ultimately, like, I do think the point of just finding value in somebody um, and making adjustments. Like, we get comfortable mm-hmm. in our space mm-hmm. and we create the space that is reflective of who we are as people. When you bring somebody into your space, it's no longer just your space. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, if they're moody. Yeah. You need to adjust. Yeah, you know what I mean? 100%. You might want to be in their face and be, oh, it's going on, bruv. They might not so be in the not here for, for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And I, can I clarify just one more place before we leave that? It is not that you do voices because I love that. I think that's actually really cool and really clever. And you've just, heard me try to mimic no way it. Around it. It is when we are trying to be serious. Who's ever, whoever wants to be serious? It's so okay. wet. Next. <laughs> Like, can we have fun while working? Like the yeah, other day, that, she was painting, and I tried to be flirtatious, but she was like, "Not now, I'm painting." When, when I am in this wall, work mode, it just can't be fun. I am in work mode. It can't be fun. It it can be fun, but the, if the fun is distracting from what I'm trying to do, it is it is irritating to me. So, okay, you have to think of my profession, right? I don't, you know, I think all of your jobs are like you 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 can be very free in them to. You know, be yourself. But for me, new one. I be having. (laughs) But for me, work equals 
absolute professionalism. Mm-hmm. I work in a very corporate setting. Yeah. I talk to CEOs and COOs and, you know, presidents of companies all the time. So I got to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So to that's what work means in my head. It doesn't matter what kind of work, whether we're working, I'm working by myself, I'm working at my job. Work has a certain connotation to it. Right. So when we open up our businesses and we got employees and stuff. Don't be coming in like, what, you, what are you laughing for? Well, no, nah, I am not like that. Like I have fun at work. This is just a time and a place. I'm with it. I'm and, with it. Um, but I do think that if... Both of us were the same way where we sat down to do work, but we got distracted because we want to have fun and love on each other. We would never get anything done. I will I will gladly tack on an extra 30 minutes of work time if it means I get to touch your booty in the middle of the work process. So inappropriate. If you're painting a wall and like I'm like. Everything we do is on a timeline. Every single thing. So what? So where are you going to get the extra 30 minutes from, sir? Painting. We have five children. We, were we have five children. <laughs> Not two days out of the week. Nope, two days out of the week. I want to know where this extra 30 minutes come from because I'd rather use it to sleep than for you to fill on my butt, okay? There's always time for that. <laughs> no. I don't know what we're talking about. There's always time for that. What are we talking about? Come on. Just ignorant. <laughs> Just look, ignorant. Look, hey, y'all feel me. There's a whole lot of people out there like, I feel him. No. Look. No. <laughs> but um, ultimately, like, I think this conversation is just reflective of the areas that you allow for some adjustment right oh 100% you allow for there to be some space around it to where you know you it's not make or break right yeah i think you could disqualify the perfect candidate um because you haven't been exposed to something that they offer. Mm-hmm. So because I haven't been exposed to it, it automatically enters my list of non-negotiables. Yeah. And then when I'm exposed to it, I'm like, I'm not supposed to like that, but I really do. You know, so I open my mind and my heart mm-hmm. to experiencing something that I would have never experienced. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like you said, it's important to have flexibility. Um, but if there are, if there is something such as your faith, that you know you don't want to compromise. I don't see an issue with saying, like, this is one thing for me that I'm not willing to budge on. Yeah. I And this is why it's important. And I think we touched on this in one of our earlier episodes, and we were talking about being yourself in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the representative, like when you first begin a relationship and, you know, you're presenting the best version <laughs> of yourself. Right. And not because you're trying to be deceptive or manipulative, but um, you don't want to chase them any away, anybody away with your crazy either. You want to chase them away. And you're also like the excitement of a relationship brings out the best in you. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like your your home and your apartment is never more clean than when they come over for the first time. The amount of scrub and bleach and air freshener and Febreze that goes on. Is... I missed that part. <laughs> what? When you came over, Mom? No, when you came over here, I was like, look, watch out with some toys right there. That's because I popped up on you. <laughs> you the... I was like, yo, let me, you sure? Like, uh... you definitely was not feeling He was like, oh. I was like, look, it's probably a mess. Like, he was really uncomfortable. With going. Like, he was like, whatever. And you make sure, no, you know, you make sure to tell me about the hot dog and whatever else that was on the table. Yeah, Every chance you left get. lunch. <laughs> like, look, I, I was with you. I went, went home to clean. Look, it's all good. <laughs> uh, nobody was judging. But I'm just saying, in that beginning part of the relationship, you're 
bringing out the best of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And although I think there's some, there's like some dopeness to that, like it still behooves us to quickly go into, look, this is me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do, I remember the first time I did a voice in front of you, like the little accents I do. Mm-hmm. We had just come from, what was that place? This is the burger spot over there. Not important. Yeah. Anyway, we just got some food and um, we were riding in the car. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I did what you like. Um, oh my God. Why is this happening? <laughs> it was so condescending. You remember? Yes. It was so condescending. You were like, I'm, oh, I'm going to take a left over here. No, no, no. I was mocking you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You were offended. I remember. But no, no. I remember because I made a point like, you know what? I want to do this. I don't know how she's going to take it. She's like a lot more. Uh, I know we have different senses of humor, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So stuff that I think is funny. Like ultimately, I don't think you think it's funny. I also don't plan on doing most of the time. It's like an unction. I feel like <laughs> I want to speak in a different accent. And I remember doing so it. Weird. And it, <laughs> look, judge your mama. And, <laughs> but I remember doing it and your reaction was important. Well, you got a very poor response then, and you still keep doing it. So help me. Nah, understand. it's different. Like it was like <laughs> it was like eye roll. First of all, you roll your eyes at everything. I so definitely do. That's not that didn't that wasn't significant to me. It's like, oh my god, why is this happening? So condescending. <laughs> you know, whatever. But if it would have been like like that's not fun. Like I just, like if you seriously like, look, that's not fun. Like, why Uh-oh, are you doing that? Like yeah. you're weird. I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> like if I can't pop up on you do a random, you know, British accent, yeah. this this is not gonna work. You know what I mean? Like I need someone to match my goofy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And that's why it behooves you to go as quickly as possible from that representative you show mm-hmm. into the real you. Yeah. If you can't be yourself around somebody. You can't be with that somebody. Well, that. So I think that statement is a truthful statement. I don't think that that occurs all the time. I was married to someone who I this the goofy side that you see never came out. And this is not something that was developed in the last two years. Are you saying are you saying that that was an issue? Are you saying like you don't think that's a priority? No, no, no. What I'm saying was the relationship just did not lend to me expressing that side of myself. Like, I think as we if we talk about just personalities, his his personality is a lot more serious than mine is. So it it was an internal feeling like I can't. Yeah. do these things like he's gonna think i'm crazy like <laughs> yeah so i think it happens all the time where people aren't their full selves in a relationship and they do it to keep the relationship yeah i i quickly assess coming out of my marriage i assessed who i was i got married fairly young mm-hmm. so i did not have a firm grasp on who I was as a person. I didn't know me. Right. So during that time frame, when I came out, I had a better understanding of who I was. Mm. So I, I didn't think you existed. <laughs> like I didn't think that there was someone who can meet me on like these different levels. Cause it's, it's a little weird. Like I need someone who I can like pray with, cry with, Fall out on the floor in the spirit. If we're riding in the car and Uncle Luke comes on, it's a and we can both kind of like you know, hey, I remember this drink. Like, Are you telling my business? <laughs> someone I can laugh with, mm-hmm. someone I can joke with. It. Oh, yo, you heard this song? Some, some, oh, dude, like I'm weird. 
I don't think you're weird. It's because I love you. I don't think I'm weird to you because <laughs> you're also weird. So, but I've been, I've, I've never been in a relationship where I didn't have to kill a part of myself or like numb dull it down. and dull down a part mm-hmm. of myself. Like there, I've been in relationships where I couldn't be Minister Davis. I couldn't talk about God because this is just an area that they have no knowledge, knowledge of, of yeah. or a connection to. Mm-hmm. We don't connect on that vibe. I've had areas where I couldn't be creative. I couldn't be like, oh my God, did you hear that note? Or did, yo, listen to that chord. Oh, you definitely in that kind of relationship now. No, you love music. <laughs> I do, but I had to find notes it. And chords. <laughs> I had to find it. No, if I listen to it, like, oh my god, this part here, you might not know like the intricacies. I don't think of it. you had to find it. I think I showed that to you very early on that I had a discerning ear for music. Yeah. Like, you, I remember you saying, like, I love the way that you listen to music. It was a thing. I had to divorce <laughs> the part of myself because I was like, in my mind, one of my, like, things, like you said, you want somebody to fix some, mm, something. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone who's musical. Yeah. Someone who I can do music with, yada, yada, yada. Or at least at bare minimum, be like, hey, you hear this? What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And you can do that. You're, you have an ear for sure. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, man, she can't carry a note with handles. Like, like it's just like there's no there's just not her gift you know what i mean so like look it's compromised i can't fix nothing you can't sing anything so we're good i can sing just not good though okay but right, put, 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 hit him hit him with it no i didn't sing for these people before they know i'm hoarse they know we'll do somebody's first time listening they might not know go, go ahead go back and listen to that next episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to... yeah i'm hoarse today oh okay you know all right i wish you i wish you but mm. uh no one, no, okay. please, no. we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Um, but yeah, so those were areas that I had to like negotiate with and come to terms. With. But like, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people who go through the process of trying to change themselves or be somebody who they're not for the sake of being with somebody. Yeah. And I don't think there's a way in any world where that works long term. No. I mean, the real you will be exposed. Oh, for sure. 100% of the time, the real you will be exposed. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, even if, I don't care if you're 10 years deep into a relationship, if you prove to be the person that I'm not compatible with, like you've been pretending this whole time. Now the real you is exposed. It's going to be time to make some changes. Like I don't want to be in a relationship with uh, a fraud. So I need you to be exactly who you are and I can decipher for myself what I can tolerate and what I can't. And know the things that, and know what you want in a relationship. Like, and I kind of spoke to this, like me getting married young. I knew I liked um, affection, mm-hmm. physical affection. I didn't know anything about anybody's love language. I didn't know anything about that. And I don't know, I don't think I knew what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. Just know I liked it. I knew I felt something when you hold my hand. I knew mm-hmm. I felt something if you touch my back. I didn't know that that was the way I like to express love or for it to be expressed to me. But if there was a time where you were deprived from it, then it was a whole. Yeah. That was my marriage. She just and she made it clear, like, I'm just not that person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. just not affectionate. Oh, okay. But I need that. I can deal with it. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm rolling. You know what I mean? <laughs> and in one season, I can deal with that. Eight years later, mm-hmm. now it's like, 
yo, grab my hand. I'm here. But we're a whole <laughs> husband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I done I done been look, I done came all the way home and didn't look at nobody else. I'm here. Inward. Hold my hand. Remember the came out. No, I get that. And I, I'm curious with you because you said you were like, you're so stupid. Like you're goofy. Like you're I'm trying to First pick of all, don't ever call me stupid. Okay. I'm gonna need you that. I need you, you to at least pick nah. a pick a better word. I nah. will rock with weird all day, but don't call me stupid because nah. I'm fired from stupid. No, you're very intelligent, <laughs> but you are a whole fool. Yes, like, 100%. I'm trying to picture you in this like, hmm, like I, I can't even get a visual of that. Well, I think it was by choice and it was by force. So in this relationship, there is so much give and take that there are times where I just don't have to be the disciplinarian, the, the support system, the helper, the teacher, the, you know what I'm saying? Is there's so much shared, yes, okay. yes. There's so much yeah. shared responsibility as it relates to everyday life things that I can relax on some of that and just really be myself. The yeah. fact that we also have two, now three days of no kids in what? the house <laughs> allows for me to just be a woman. Not somebody's mom, not, you know, I just get to be who I am. In my previous situation, I was everything. Yeah. So there was no room for Goofy. Like, I had a baby attached to my nipple, a a large majority of my marriage. (laughs) Quite a visual you painted there. Quite a a picture you put out there. Anybody who's watching this and has breastfed, they know know exactly what I'm talking about. You are going from the house from 10 minutes and they're like, she hungry. (laughs) Here I come. Like, what do you you do? (laughs) Here I come. I'm turning around. Everybody else is not going to eat, but she's going to be able to eat. (laughs) So there was just no room. Like, Mm. there was no room. And the fact that I just felt like it would not have been well received. Yeah. The way that I scared you last night. Why you bring that up? Because it was hilarious and I laughed about it all morning while you were at work. Um, (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. We can bring it up afterwards. But the way that I scared you last night would not have went over well. So look, we sitting on the couch watching TV and we hear like (laughs) by her back porch. She immediately gets fearful like oh what was that i hear I said, it's there. something outside it's something outside i'm like yo it's outside she's like no nah, what if it can sometimes i'm like yo it's outside this is my big glass patio big glass patio i'm like why are you scared of something that's like outside the house it's not gonna get in here so, so then what is macho man randy Savage so look do? i'm like man i get up <laughs> I get up to go like open up the uh what is it the curtains? the, the blind the, yeah the curtains I go open up the curtains the moment he because yeah, like, while I'm going up there like in the moment I said why is she scared like why is she so scared is outside just on the way to the way I'm like man what if what if there's a way for to get in or I don't know I wonder what type of animal it could be like my mind in that moment just had so many scenarios that popped in starting to doubt yourself I said I'm here now I know I walked up to the window I gotta go. As soon as I pulled the curtains, ah! my soul left my body. And she's on the floor dying. Like belly laughing. I'm going to. Crying. I, I pulled out my camera to show you the level of which she's laughing. I'm only going to post that video 
on our uh, social media after this episode. So if you want to know how hard she was laughing about this, I'm going to post it on the page after this episode. But it was ridiculous. And I just went, I just said, you you know what, let me just go about my night. I can't partake in his laughter because my soul hadn't returned to my body yet. It was more funny because I know that you're scary, right? Like, I've scared you before. And so I know how easy it is. But... Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) He stood that over. I still find you. To see... Like, when he says his soul left his body, to see the literal representation, the physical manifestation of that right before my eyes, it is one of those moments where you (gasps) wish you had your phone out because he was so scared. You're not doing this. I'm sorry, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you do your thing. You were so scared. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell him how scared you were. Very. Okay. <laughs> He's checked out now because he, mm. he doesn't. He doesn't like when I laugh at him. Nah, however, it was, no, it, hold on. However, I, I'm a good sport. I roll with it. It was hilarious. And when you I didn't went, laugh at all. And when I no, when I went to bathroom brush my teeth, I was in there rolling. <laughs> I, I could let you see that. I could let you see that because you was having too good of a time at my expense. But when I went to the bathroom to brush my teeth, I was rolling, <laughs> and I collected myself, went out there, and started kicking you on the grass. <laughs> But I thought it was hilarious. It was funny. It was it was it was quite funny. What was your overall point to that story? Did you already make it? Um, we something happened when you said <laughs> something about oh, when we were just talking about being free to be myself and you know, like that's the type of stuff that I like to do. I like to laugh. Like that is like you said, something that I could not budge on going into a new relationship. Like I had to be able to show a hundred percent of Brandy. Now you can choose to not like this particular section of me, which is totally fine, mm-hmm. but I was still going to be me. Question. Um, so in terms of like dealing with this area of, negotiables non-negotiables dealing with um areas that are like you know what are the things that you're willing to give like say i had a boundary right um i i i need trust i need you to communicate with me mm-hmm. right like i think that's more along the lines of a boundary in a relationship right I, I, to me i don't know i always feel like a boundary is in relation to things that like you're pushing the envelope on like, like say I have, say someone's pushing the boundary of communication. Like we talked about last night, like in the field of music, right. That requires a higher level of trust. Like when you have a studio session that starts at nine Mm -hmm. and somebody has a five hour block in the studio and you're not done with the session till two. Mm -hmm. And when you're working on studio session, you're not on your phone. So there's a five hour block in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. that you don't have contact with somebody that you love. Right. Say someone pushes that. Say they told you they their session was till two. They don't get back till four. You haven't heard anything from them. That's a boundary that's being pushed on, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How far do you go in these situations before you say, you know what, it's too much? So for me, I think first time always deserves a conversation. Yeah. So I think what happens more often in relationships is there are these series of offenses that happen and no one says anything. And then it happens just that one more time. And now it's your breaking point. Mm. What I believe should happen is the first time an offense occurs, 
whether intentional or unintentional, we're sitting down to have a conversation about it. And I'm saying, look, this is something that has that is bothering me and I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And then I'm watching for a pattern. So if it happens time two, three, four, and five, and there's no reasonable explanation for why it happened, now I have to come back to myself and make an assessment. Like this is just something that this person is going to continue to do. I've told them how I felt and they've made no regard for making a change. Mm. Then that is a personal decision that I get to make on myself on whether I want to continue or not to continue. Yeah. I, my main thing, I think everything always goes back to communication. Like talk about it, decide if it's something you can change or not. If it's not, then move on. Yeah. And I think, um, that lends back to something we talked about in the previous episode. Um, a quote from one of my favorite preachers on God's green earth. Dr. Darius Daniels. Dr. Darius Daniels. He said, (laughs) dating is for data. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, that serves to that. Like the quicker you can assess that, the quicker you can make your escape when it's, when it's um, time to, right. Cause yeah. ultimately I'm still, I know you're more of a fact, you're fact based. I'm emotion based. So for me, when I fall in love with you, I'll ignore a lot of things, you know, and that's horrible. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of people's situation. There's a lot of people in damaging situations right now, abusive situations right now, and they have this idea of love and they're attached. So there's a lot of things that uh, you endure just for the basis of I love this person, you know, like on a, on a lesser serious note. Like I just talked about the marriage, like I, my love language wasn't being spoken, mm-hmm. but at that point I was attached I had attachments and and emotions that were invested there. So um, severing those and walking away like that's that's never easy. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people in damaging situations, situations, you know, aren't fulfilling, aren't healthy. You know, you're not getting what you need in this dynamic, but you're attached. And I won't even keep throwing out the L word because sometimes we confuse love for attachment. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm. just get used to I need this wrestle to go back to the first episode when I was trying to say that. No, I, <laughs> I remember that. I I don't think there. I don't think it's black and white. Is that? I mm-hmm. think there are some situations where there's legitimate love, mm-hmm. and it's real love, but it's not serving you, mm-hmm. and it's not being returned to you. And I do believe, to your point, that there are situations where you think it's love, and it's clearly not that. But you're attached for whatever reasons. I think we talked about unearthing childhood trauma in the past before, too, where we were just watching Family Fiance last night. And there's a young lady who was speaking very little about her father issues Mm -hmm. or daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Now she's um, in an abusive relationship with a 50 plus year old man. Right. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at me like that? No reason. We'll talk later. Oh, no. <laughs> Did we talk about this already? Yeah. Okay, so I ain't going to keep going. Into it, but ultimately, we talked about this in last episode. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, those are those things. You know, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's just assessing as quickly as possible. Is this relationship serving me, Right. Am I getting what I need from this dynamic? And I don't even think you can really answer those questions if you don't have a firm grasp of who you are, which is why we have to embrace the seasons of singleness, right? Um, 
so we can do data on ourselves. What do I like? What do I want? What do I need in a relationship? I like doing funny British accents on a random. <laughs> Is that going to be a problem for somebody? You know what I mean? Those things like that. Can I laugh from my gut with you? Is that important to me? Yeah. So um, ultimately, I just I, I think there is no there's there's not a more pivotal time in a relationship than that beginning stage because um, the stakes are so high. Yeah, I think um, we should make a point for the next episode to talk about what happens when you've already committed, right? Oh, and keep going. What's you up? find you be, find that out. You spit no. Um, I want to dig now. No, 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 no. I think that deserves a whole session on its own. Okay. Because um, one of the things we want to talk about is like life after divorce, yeah. and I think that lends to Ooh. when you get into a situation. We here now. Like <laughs> we married, we got kids and yeah. I'm starting to realize that this person is not the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. How do you handle that? Cause I think both of us would say we are not proponents for divorce. We don't endorse it. We don't, it's not like, Hey, we don't it recommend it. Out for us, guys. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be happy? Is, if, you gotta go. If someone comes to me, and I think we get this a lot because we are divorced and is looking for advice on what they should do, yeah, I never, ever, ever recommend divorce. That is never something that's ever going to come out of my mouth like you should get divorced. Yeah. Since we stepped into the space of um, podcasting and just being more open about our relationship and mm-hmm. sharing with everybody, I get a lot of... Uh, inquiries or just people who I know just like yo can I talk to you Mm -hmm. I'm going through this Mm -hmm. in my marriage man I know you've been here before what do I do and I do sometimes feel like people just kind of want me to say hey man look it worked out for me yeah you got to do what you got to do yeah listen it's never going to come out of my mouth never it's never going to come out of my mouth either I don't highly don't recommend it's ghetto it's very ghetto (laughs) (laughs) I mean zero out of ten stars like the process obviously there is redemptive redemption after it. This is the grace of God. Yes. You know what I mean? hundred percent. He makes all things well. And like the, like the Bible says, like all things work together for the good of those that love him. Mm. So even the, the, the nastiest of situations, even the like stuff that at one point feels like earth shattering life ending, God can take that and turn it into a new season of, uh, greater anointing, greater joy, greater love, deeper depths of, of, of just the joy of the Lord. So, um, it that is, does that doesn't mean. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, I was just saying it. Just it doesn't mean that you are willy nilly and you don't take care of what God already gave you. Hundred percent. Right. You got a wife at home. Y'all haven't left each other. You're still there. Right. You. It's your job. And I'm especially, I'm speaking to my men. It's your job to tend to that. It's your job to make that what it needs to be. It doesn't mean that there's situations that just don't call for that. Like, of course, abusive situations, mm-hmm. situations where you are not mentally and physically able to go on without being in danger. Those are situations, of course, warrant a different level of, um, you moving know, around. moving yeah. around. But in terms of just every day trying to make it work in a relationship, you will never hear us advocate for walking away never that never that (laughs) (laughs) i i still don't take pride in that god did a great thing in this situation with us but i don't take pride in the fact that i got divorced 
Oh yeah, I don't think it's a bragging moment at nah, all. Brag point. I did it. Hey, <laughs> you hey, should man. do it too. Go hey, ahead and try it. Nah, it worked out well for me. Nah, nah, work nah. it out. Work it out. There is a season of breaking that happens when you go through a divorce. Yeah. And the period is different for a lot of people, but I know women who are 20 years after a divorce and still have not had another relationship because it broke them in such a way that they are just over it. Facts. So, you know what I'm saying? It's such a sticky situation. And I'm not saying that divorce is not needed in some situations, even in situations where it is not abuse. It is just incompatibility and and tension and strife. Yeah. Like, but what I'm, what we're saying is you're never going to hear it come out of our mouths. Yeah. That is a choice that nobody can make for you. And you can never, ever, ever go to a person and say, tell me what to do with my marriage. We're not in it. So we don't know. I'm going to tell you to work it out by any means. And then if you can't work it out after you've tried it, then it's up to you to make a decision on what happens next. But it'll never come out of my mouth that you should get a divorce. That part. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Listen, I I feel like this conversation was so dope and so valuable. I'm glad that we settled on this topic. I didn't know where it was going to go. As we kind of got into it, I I felt, um, and I want to sound super spiritual and all that. Sound super spiritual. But I definitely just felt that it was bigger than just a conversation, bigger than just words. I felt the Holy Spirit moving. And I'm hoping that um, in this conversation, if you listened along if you're in this situation right maybe you're already in the throes of a marriage and you feel like man this is an area that we're incompatible this area that um i didn't know by myself i didn't know this was something that i needed and i'm not getting that um have the conversation have the difficult conversation have the moment do couples therapy Go to couples ministry, go to marriage ministry, talk to somebody, work and fight for your marriage, fight for your love and fight to attain the life that God wants you to have. It's possible. It's very possible. Um, So listen, I pray you are blessed by it. I love y'all so much. Y'all are family, y'all are tribe. And um, we're going to keep this thing rocking. Um, As always, y'all, please, if you're not following us on our social media, please do so. It's down below. I'll put it. In here, I don't feel like listening to all the things Rattling today. Off. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I, we've done it every episode at this there, point. That's your moment to put it in. <laughs> right here, look below <laughs> in this general area, <laughs> and you'll see it. Um, we'll be live tomorrow night. Yes, talk about all things of this podcast, all things yes. boundaries, yes. non-negotiable. So please come, come with your notes. Yes. Fire off at us. Let us know where we where you thought we were wrong or where we were right on spot. We're open to all feedback. That part. Topics, topics, topics. If you feel yes. uh, something, if you if you have something personal that you want to talk about, if you want to leave it anonymous and you're just like, hey, look, this is what I'm going through. Just write, please keep it anonymous. We're not going to say nobody's name on here anyway. Um, but please, we want to speak to what's literally going on in your life. If that's something, if you find this to be a trusted source of information and nourishing for your relationship, we want to speak to it if you have us. So hit us up. If you see a dope meme, 
something that was just feel like was spark dope conversation. Please send, send us up. Way. Send it our way. All social media we are available. Yeah, what's the email? I do want to give that. Though. The email is um what they never told us pod, what they never told us P O D at gmail.com. Yes. And remember, we love love. Y'all should love love. Love love too. See, look, look, see, this stole, is why I don't do it. Yes, stole this is why my... I don't do it. <laughs> hit it again. No, Tell me what this is. No, hit it again. <laughs> we love love and y'all should love love too. That part. Hey. We'll be back next time. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. Uh, I want